If you're in business, you probably have a website, but can your site handle your growth? How many visitors before your site slows down or crashes? What about storage and data security? From web hosting to virtual servers, Pair Networks provides the online infrastructure you need to start, grow, and flourish. When it comes to security and updates, don't worry, we've got you covered. Our 24-7 U.S.-based customer support is the best in the industry. No frustrating chatbots are sitting on hold for hours. Check out Pair.com today to learn more. That's P-A-I-R.com. Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play team. This actual play uses the 5th edition Vampire the Masquerade tabletop role-playing rules by World of Darkness. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. Listeners should know that this podcast is intended for a mature audience and will include strong language and mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and so forth, that may bear resemblance to entities living, dead, or undead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Rena Henze, and for tonight's game, I will be your storyteller. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another interlude episode of the Old Ways Podcast Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle. We are still in our Between the Seasons special sessions, so we are taking a look at what our coterie is up to before we begin Season 2. And tonight, we have a look at another one of our special coterie members and perhaps some friends. So we need to get down to some introductions. So to my right. Hi, my name is Tegan, and I'm playing Rom the Shaman of Clan Malkavian. And last but not least, joining Rom. This is Tiffany, and I'm playing Alex Giovanni. Got the buddy cop movie back together. All right, so it is December 13th. It's a little over a month for all of you since everything and you've been quite busy, little vampires, over the past few weeks. Uh, Rom, in particular, has been in very different situations. So, on this particular cold night, sun- again, sunset in San Francisco in December is around 5 p.m. So, it's fairly early, but it's nice to have all the extra darkness. It's cold, not raining tonight, but that wind coming off the Pacific can cut you to the bone if you're mortal. And it is on such a night that you awaken. So I would like rouse checks from both of you, please. That would be a success. Alex is doing fine. What about our shaman? That's going to be a success as well. All right. So we have two successful rouse checks. Congratulations. And you're not dreaming anymore. So things are looking up. So, on this particular evening, Rom, you wake up in your brand new yacht. Your houseboat that you have begun using to keep yourself out of the way of a particular Ventru and all his little minions around town. So, uh, what what does your new room look like, Rom, since you don't have your underground yoga basement anymore? Oh, oh, I do. It's just below the waterline. Which is interesting because you see, and with many yachts, you can see through portholes in the luxury suites. But luckily, we've had some modifications placed on this. So, yes, it's almost the same, but it's pretty bare bones. But we've gone to Home Depot and gotten some bamboo reeds and split them. We got some bamboo lining on the walls. And, uh, I ordered some tatami mats uh, for the flooring in here, so it's very comfortable to walk on them bare feet. But on top of that, there's also that just fiberglass casket that, um, for lack of a better word, that is set up in there to be my last line of defense. Also, because it's fiberglass, if the boat broke open, it would float. Because that was very important. Rom really has put a lot of thought into this. 
Thank you. So your yacht is parked uh, or berthed rather down uh, by the docks in Marcus's territory and you're down at Pier 37 which is where a lot of the yachts and cruises tend to go through. I would like to say Marcus's territory with quotation marks. All right, you can say that. So you are down uh, docked there, safe haven, so to speak, and you wake up on this particular night and you still haven't quite gotten used to the movement of the boat, right, being on the water. But it's, it's oddly soothing as you do your nightly yoga and prepare for the evening ahead. So, what exactly has Ram planned for tonight? Tonight, I've put a lot of work into the boat, so I want to show it off to people. This is the mobile command headquarters for... (laughs) for, for Ram. This is security. It's safety. It's the ability to be mobile. And, if necessary, as Pitbull would say, Mr. Worldwide. So, this is very exciting. Of course, Rom listens to fucking Pitbull. (laughs) Rom is the worst. I bet his favorite version of Africa by Toto is the Pitbull version. We're going to say yes. So, yeah, at this point, it's just a hive of activity. And... Ram is the queen bee. So, Alex, you were invited to pay a visit to Ram the shaman in his new digs, which you have not seen yet. You've been fairly busy with your own work and putting your own pieces of the puzzle together and also setting up your new hacker in the building. But, you know, it's maybe time you go have a chat with with Ram after everything. Yeah, uh, I probably got to make sure he's uh, staying out of trouble. So Yep. So you get down into the docks territory and you are greeted by uh, Gene Valentine, the former Seneschal of San Francisco, who you know has been working with Marcus ever since he defected. And uh, she just smiles slightly at you. She looks a lot better than she did the last time you saw her, which, you know, she was full of infection and almost dead. And she just says, I just, uh, checking in on where you're going tonight. I kind of have to keep an eye on where everyone is in the territory. Oh, I'm going to see Rom. I thought as much. Sorry, paperwork. Uh, we're on a bit of high alert around here, what with uh, the hammer and everything. So I have to keep an eye on comings and goings. No offense. No, it's fine. As long as it doesn't become a problem. No, not a problem. You have the freedom of the territory. I just have to keep track of things. We've had a few little incursions by some very eager young Ventru, that sort of thing. <sighs> I wish they'd all go drown in the bay. Yes, our uh, gangrel friends would appreciate that very much. She smiles. Oh, Rom's down at Pier 37. Uh, can't miss it. Oh, interesting. No one can. Awesome. It's interesting. Have fun. She waves Ajax down, gives him a direction <laughs> which side of the pier to go to. So Ajax drives you down the road towards Pier 37. You see these other like cruise ships and the little boats they take people out on uh, to see Alcatraz and things like that. And then you see the yacht. Rom, describe what Alex sees, please. So first off, it's a nice ship. It's not not brand new, but it was acquired gently used. But it is several stories tall, this ship. A couple decks or two below the water. It is... It's massive. For a boat that somebody would own individually. I mean, not like Bezos massive, but like, you know, not one you can just pull jet skis behind. 
It's been painted pretty simply, but it also has a company logo along the side of it that I imagine is something like Golden Gate Booze Cruises, something like that, along the edge, which is how Rom has decided that is the masquerade. It's the booze cruise boat. That's how we're doing it. It's charted as that. That's an LLC and everything. Golden Gate Booze Cruise. GGBC. GGBC. Yeah, that's right. LLC. And you can just see, even at this time of night, you can see humans bring stuff on board, taking trash off the ship. There's a small crew. On the top of the deck is absolutely Rom in a straw hat. And because, like, the sun's not even out, but it's got to keep that moonlight off up there, you know. And Rom, I would imagine, maybe notices you at this point. So, yes, that's what you see as you get out of your vehicle and Ajax just kind of lifts an eyebrow. Are you really that surprised? No. Yeah. Thanks. I'll I'll be back. Not in the Terminator way. <laughs> I'll walk up. <laughs> I'll walk up to the boat. So as you walk up to the to the gangplank, uh, you see Eric is standing there, and Eric is still you know as usual shirtless covered in tattoos uh, but he's wearing sailor style pants now instead of harem pants and he is wearing a little uh, sailor's cap as well he does not look too pleased about it oh he's just so cute he does look cute in it and uh, he bows says mix master rom is waiting for you thank you if you would like to come aboard Yes, please. And so he just sort of bows slightly to let you on. I will uh, walk aboard towards wherever Rom is. You go, you go up the gangplank, and you see uh, Preeti, you know the the young Indian woman uh, who's wearing a sari that is uh, now it's white, trimmed in navy blue, and there's a bunch of other ghouls you assume, moving up around the deck. Some of them are smoking weed. Some of them are carrying life preservers. A few of them look like they're trying to figure out what to do with some ropes. And so, Rom, you see Alex dressed Natalie as usual in a a really nice, neat suit come aboard. Alex! Check it out! We can do weddings! (laughs) We can... We could get outside of 200 nautical miles, which is important for reasons. What do you think? It's it's something. It is. It, it is. It is a big white boat, and um, I want I I want to introduce you to and say welcome to aboard the ship. This is um, I haven't named it yet. They keep telling me I need to name it. I haven't come up with a name yet. How about shark bait? That's not funny. Are you sure? I'll take it under advisement. So, it's got two kitchens. I mean, four. Well, I mean, for there are glasses in cat kid kitchens. And we can store cake from the bakery. She won't sell it to me. So... Uh, you don't say. We'll have to figure that one out. But, but, it's got rooms. It's got, unfortunately, windows. <laughs> and the engine, the works. It works. That's the important part, that it works. Because you know what this is? This place... It's fucking freedom right here. This is freedom. Yeah. As things go to shit, we just pull out of the bay. Yeah, you know? 
and we could go anywhere. We could be, um, prince captains, captain princes. That sounds like a superhero. Oh my god! You have to check this out. Come on, come on, come on down here. Okay. I want to show Alex the boat. I want to give. I want to give Alex the boat to her. So yeah, you have for yourself. I want to show you this. Look at this. There's a room, and it's got, it's got a. It's not a big room, but it's got um, how many rooms are on this thing? It was like um, thirty-five, I think. Yeah, yeah, thirty-five. You've got your own room. You don't have to use it, but you have one. You don't have to, but if you want it, you got it. There are boxes in it. There, but not for long. There won't be boxes later. We've. There's not a lot of space, and Marcus isn't really me, like, keep things on the pier. He gave me, like, three Connex boxes. They're currently being used for foodstuffs. Anyways, talk about that later. So, I have a room for everyone. Wait, what What foodstuffs? Um, later. Uh, yeah. Uh... He does have ghouls. Yes. Food stuffs. My food's food. Okay. They're refrigerated. We have good stores here, but operating on the pier, we have people and everything. And pineapple doesn't like, unless I get it in cans, it doesn't last very long. So it's not like good on pizza when it comes from cans. You've got to get it fresh. Just a little bit of salt. I hear it's delicious. Okay. You'll have to trust me. Look, I'm sorry. I'm a little manic right now. I just, I'm just very excited to show you this. This is, this is the backup plan. And, and we're here on the docks. And there's no sharks. They can't get me up here. So we're, we're okay. Okay. They could get on board, but they won't because we're good. I'm good with them. We're, I'm down with the pointy teeth ones. Pointier than even our teeth, the shark ones. So it sounds like you've been planning with Marcus? I have, yes. I have been. It's necessary. He's, he's, put, he's put me and you and everyone in this situation with this whole independence thing, so... You could have stayed if you wanted to. No, I couldn't. What do you... What? Alex? No! There's a good reason why I can't. Do you know the current Prince Regent of San Francisco is? Do you know who it is right now? Well, I would assume that I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't know. We we just gave him the finger. We gave the finger. We gave him the fist. Yeah, and he's gonna swallow it and like it. Ah! Look, look. The house is gone. The boat is now. It's the future. Right? Like, look at this. Hey, you banished. I'm banished with the boat, though. Hey, there's going to be a blood hunt. And I'll be like, cool. Better, like, better get a fast boat. This is, this is the boat. This is, this is. (laughs) Well, and then I just like collapse into Alex at this point. And I'm just like literally crying from what I can only imagine is a mix of hysteria and stress. I'm I'm happy you're happy. I mean, if this is what you need to do, then it's what you need to do. I'm not happy. I'm not fucking happy. We don't... <sighs> so you want to stay under the prince's thumb? I... No. Alex... Of course, I don't want to stay under the prince's thumb. I don't really want to be on anyone's thumb. I'm... I'm... I'm an entrepreneur. 
an academic. And, uh, I'm a, a bit of a fuckboy. But anyways, have to have options. And Marcus has left me many options. The prince hasn't left me any. So I'm trying to carve my little place in my myself. But also give us some more, you know, rich grounds and some mobility and a platform for... By the way, do you know this thing has a platform? Like an actual helicopter flat platform. I don't have a helicopter, but we have a helicopter platform. We have it. We have a place for one. And it gives us options. Options, Alex. Yes. So, so what are you upset about? It's just been a lot. It's been a fucking lot, honestly. Contacts severed. Clients severed. Patterns severed of consuming. Patterns of of habits rearranged. I I it's I don't I don't like that. I like systems. Right. Okay. And at that moment, I imagine as the clock ticks, 2 a.m. or whatever, you can hear like the appropriate bells that ring like on a Navy ship to signal 2 a.m. Oh, no, it, it, it it's 6 p.m. right now. Like the sun set an hour ago. It's 6 p.m. So you hear six bells. <laughs> oh, okay. You correct... You hear the correct bells for 6 p.m. See? Everything in its place. A place for everything. Well, then, also, why don't you get a dry erase board, write down your new habits and your new patterns, and you check them off every day until they are your new ones. That's... Yes, Alex. It's a big boat. It's a big white boat. It's a giant dry erase board. But yes, I've been doing that. This is, this is, this is the result of all of that. It's just, I, when the prince asked me to join this coterie, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not I'm not an action hero. I'm I'm just a a vampire. I'm just a plain old friendly neighborhood Malkavian. And I rose to the occasion and I helped. You know, we walked around. I saw shit. I saw sh- I I remember the shit. I told people about the shit. I told too many people about the shit. I was a walking, bleeding video card through this whole process. And I've, I've done, I've done everything that's been asked of me. And I, I will continue to do it because you know what? At the end of the day, I believe in Marcus. I do. I do. I do. That fuckhead. I believe in him. You know... He's got the cojones to pull it off. But. Well, remember, no, nobody's going to do that by themselves. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, you need like a whole group of people to pull it off. But have you seen how full the ship is? I don't mean of stuff. I mean of people. It's a little uncomfortable. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It's busy. Yeah, it's, it is. It's a little bit busy. But, you know what? When we're outside the normal parameters, we're going to need daytime protection. And now, we've got it. We got security. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm maintaining as many ghouls as I can. And still have anything left in me. 
I don't know how sustainable that is. Well, I have a couple of rules. One is that no ghoul is allowed to have the same name as another one. There's three very qualified uh, Kevins that there can only be one Kevin because I don't want to get confused because that's bad. No loose ends. So, you know, that has helped, you know, but I'm doing what I'm good at. I'm managing people. Just don't tell Marcus what I pay them, please. Because it is not, it is not necessarily like standard wages. So you're paying your ghouls? Well, some of the in room and board, and of course, Vitae. But yeah. That's enough. No, that's enough. You don't need to pay them any. No, no. No, no. Well, you would think that. You would think that. But if I don't, then they don't maintain them, their cell phones, and they don't maintain their vape juice, and. They don't maintain their clothing. And honestly, although some of them, like Eric, wear less clothing than others, the nicotine alone to maintain some of these ghouls on top of everything else, they get cranky if you if if they don't follow directions properly, if you don't. You've gotta factor that into your costs. This is why you need a better accountant. Um, if you need help with that, I know somebody. Last time I checked, I have way more money than you, but I'm good. I'm just selective about who I keep around me. I know, but I got this, um, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, you hear, uh, you hear further down the hall from one of the other rooms, you hear a bunch of people laughing really really loudly and there's some really loud hippie music being played it started to float down the hallway towards you there's at least eight people down there from what you can tell with your heightened senses you don't even know the half of it Alex they flush the condoms down the toilet on the ship and that clogs the ship and then I have to have people in the ship to fix that so you wait so this is an orgy boat. It's a boat. It, calling it an orgy boat is redundant. <laughs> so you didn't want to talk to anybody at the temple? Are you sure? Because this could be like a... a like a... A secondary, a secondary site. Well, like I said... We could do weddings... No, I'm... We could do parties. You only saw a fraction of the party on Halloween. Imagine the parties that we would have here with... I have an LLC set up. No, I mean, you go talk to the Nephilim, and then you'll be... Not only will you look better, but then you'll have even more connections, and you could have more parties. And hopefully a little income, honestly. I mean, we're doing okay. Well, if you're if you're set up as a secondary site for parties, then I'm sure the temple would find a way to pay you. That's good. That's good. Because, you know, you just can't wring blood from a stone. You know, and like booze cruise thing on the side of the boat was supposed to be just like cover. But honestly, at this point, like, I might need to rent it out, you know, once in a while. Well, then, should I take you to the temple? Yeah. Honestly, I need to get out of here anyways. Okay. Okay, so Alex, you uh, text Ajax, and he's waiting for you with the car. He sees Rom coming down the gangplank, and you, Alex, see him reach over and push down the lock on the passenger side door. Uh. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I'm good. I'll just get in the back with Alex. I'll be okay with that. 
Okay, so you get in the in the back of the car, and Ajax looks at you to the temple, and he rolls up the window between the front and the back, and he drives you to the temple. Nice. And knock on the window. He can't hear you. Sorry. Put my mouth right against the glass and be like, "Can you put? Can you put on?" Crap, what's... Who did the chain? Fleetwood Mac? Yeah. Yeah. Put that on. Mix? Are you in the mood for some Fleetwood Mac? Uh, I guess. If it keeps Rom happy. So Ajax reaches over without taking his eyes off the road and hits a button on his phone and the chain starts playing. You know, you gotta... Get a newer car because they have them where you can control the entertainment system back here at the little touch screen now. We have that on the boat now. I don't really see the point in upgrading the system. Sometimes the older things work better. Oh, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. And after some awkward conversation, awkward for who we don't know, but definitely awkward in some way, Ajax pulls up in the area of the temple where he's driven you many times. All right, I will get out and uh, usher Ram to the tump- to the temple. So Ram is still wearing flip-flops, which is the worst thing to wear on a boat anyways, but also navy blue slacks, but they're kind of like capris. And um, yeah, that white and black striped shirt, horizontal stripes. And we're just going to stick with that for now. So you go into the temple and uh, it's, you know, not as busy as it was on Halloween, but there's definitely some, some fun going on. You can hear some loud giggling from down the hall. Rom, this sounds like very familiar giggling to you. And who would usually greet you on a normal night, Alex, if you were coming to the temple, who would, who would greet you here? Probably, probably some ghoul. Probably not anybody, because they're probably busy doing whatever they're doing. Hey, so a young woman, you know to be Maya Hernandez, comes up. She's wearing... It looks like the party theme for this evening is medieval, because she's wearing a peasant girl's outfit... Uh, with her hair pulled back and uh, an apron and everything. Got a basket on one arm and she just sort of curtsies and says, uh, what can I do for you this evening? What delights are you seeking? Actually, I have uh, uh, somebody with me who would like to become a follower. Oh. Oh. Oh, so you need to speak to Evangeline. Correct. One moment. And she bustles away towards the back. And she looks kind of excited, like the way she's running. And she comes back with a tall, very stately-looking woman uh, who is dressed this evening like a queen of perhaps the 14th century. And she's got this very low-cut dress in the front. It's very tight, a lot tighter than clothing at the time would have been. Uh, but it's also very expensive and very flashy, and she just comes almost floating out to you. She's a stunning statuesque woman, and she nods her head at you, Alex. Alex Giovanni, I hear you bring a seeker to our temple. I do. He's also interested uh, in uh, hosting parties on his newly acquired yacht. Oh, yacht, you say? She looks a little bit more interested once you've said that word. Oh, it is. It is impressive. I mean, fully staffed. So many rooms. So many. So many things could be had. But he also, uh, I think, follows my line of thinking in a lot of things. And I think he would be a great asset. She's just sort of looking Rom up and down. Does he normally dress that way? It uh, varies day to day. He just he just got the yacht, so he's he's taking full advantage. She purses her lips, says, "Very well. 
I think it can be taken care of this evening. Oh, definitely. I don't I don't see any time any need to waste any time. Wait. What what can be taken care of this evening? Well, if if you're going to join the temple, you have to speak with the Nephilim. Look, I got that. So it's cool. So this is like Scientology. So uh, is there like a, do I hold some sticks? Is there like a meter? Do I have to sign a contract? She will show you. Okay. Gotcha. So there's a loud bell, but it, it's not like, doesn't sound like a ship's bell. It's this kind of soft, almost church-like bell that sounds. And all of the music and the giggling and everything kind of stops. And you see people all they're all beautiful these vampires the way alex is like just statuesque and and very physically attractive and they all come out and they look at evangeline there's a good 15 vampires and you see a bunch of ghouls around the edges and uh, evangeline looks at them and says we will be welcoming a new brother into our following into the worship of michael please proceed and they all just kind of part, and the ghouls kind of slink back into the rooms, and the giggling resumes. And Evangeline gestures for you to walk with her down this uh, sort of hall. Absolutely. Is Alex with me? Are they? Uh, yeah, I'll probably follow. So I gotta like whisper to Alex, like, "Hey, is this like? This isn't just like a sorority thing. This is." This is, is this like real, like, like real vampire religion? For as long as I've been around, do you think I would lie to you? No, but is this like, you're saying it is? It's not a religion. Oh, well. It, it just is. That sounds like a religion. Okay, sweet. So Evangeline leads you into the back room. You've never been in this room Rom, when you were here before, you were just kind of in some of the side chambers uh, doing various things and talking to ghosts. Alex, you've been back here a few times. This is a room that's reserved for something like this, for these kinds of rituals. And all of the other vampires take up a spot around the room in a circle. And Alex, there's a space left for you right in front of where Evangeline and Rom will be standing. And so um, there's this great pile of cushions on this raised sort of platform Rom and uh, Evangeline leads you up to this platform and um, she looks at you she looks at everyone else and she says our brother Rom of Clan Malkavian seeks to join us will you all agree to his acceptance into our temple and all of the other vampires just nod or say yes uh, out loud. And she turns to you, uh, Rom, and she says, And do you swear, Rom the Shaman, to uphold the law of angels? To seek only that which is beautiful? To destroy the things that are desecrated? I do. Excellent. And she reaches down and pulls aside the front part of her dress and she reaches forward and she takes your head and brings you in towards her throat. Drink. And I guess Rom will drink. So you drink from Evangeline's body. This, there's this rush of, of power that you feel. You haven't felt this since you were ghouled yourself by your sire all those years ago. That first rush of power and strength from feeding on a vampire's vitae. This tastes slightly different. It, it's stronger in some ways. It, it tastes almost clear, almost like water in some ways, but, but headier. And you hear all these other vampires just kind of start moaning and there's various other acts occurring of uh, a sexual nature around this room as the vampires pair up or triple up. All sorts of rites occurring and you can feel yourself getting 
more powerful, you think. It's like you can almost hear music as you drink. And she lets you drink as much as you can take. And then when you pull your head back and her Vitae is dripping down your face onto your shirt, she smiles. She pulls her dress back over her chest and she picks up a mirror for you to see yourself. And, and you see the blood trickling down. You're, you've got your top knot. You're not wearing the hat. That would be mm. inappropriate in a temple. But you're beautiful. You're always an attractive man, person. But wow, just you really got a glow up in here, Rom. Oh, sweet. My teeth are straight. <laughs> your your teeth look perfect. Like you had some some crooked teeth and some yellowing when you were embraced, and you know you expected that to never go away. But your teeth are perfectly even and straight now. And your skin looks softer. It, lo- it looks almost more human, even in a way. Normally you need the blush of life to look this living. But you could, you could probably pass without feeding at this point. And you look strong. That muscle definition that you lost a bit over the losing your mind with the dreams. You look toned, you're leaner, you're stronger. The scars that you had from when you were a child, look at your arms, shoulders, there's nothing. Nothing at all. So you can now add the advantage looks beautiful. Oh my gosh. To your character sheet. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's oh. it's a four point advantage. Oh. Yep. So you look at yourself in the mirror, Rom, and just, you are overcome with just how beautiful you are. You never paid that much attention to how you looked after you were embraced, because it didn't really seem like a thing you needed to care about anymore, but damn. This this feels like... This feels better than all those other books that my my mentor has allowed me to read. This is this is an actual step forward. Well, one day you will see the angel Michael if you are lucky enough. That sounds absolutely terrifying. Perhaps. All right. God, I hope I don't like slip up and call him Mike or something. Perhaps you should uh, talk to Evangeline about getting your boat set up and what kind of financial help you will or payment you will get for hosting parties. Understood. Evangeline laughs hearing this. You're still in this room with all these other initiations going on. And she, she takes your hand, Rom, and she looks you in the eyes. She says, pleasure first business later. That is one thing you must learn. Uh, uh, alright. Okay. We're, Rob is not good at this part. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Rom is just gonna follow and keep their mouth shut. Oh, you will not be keeping your mouth shut. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. (laughs) We will... We will draw a curtain over the next hour. But, uh, Rom, you learn some things from Evangeline. And you learn some things your body can do that you couldn't before. Your more powerful, flexible body. Yeah! There are mirrors all over the room. Oh, gosh. For good reason. And you have a very enjoyable time. Alex does, too, doing their own thing. So now I have a cult, and I've joined a cult. Not a cult. Yes. Temple. Temp- it's a temple. And there are rites. And there's somewhat of a deity at the top, but it's not a cult. But it's, 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 yeah, sweet, sweet. I can hold those completely opposite ideas in my head. Well, you have 
a lovely time with Evangeline's instruction. You will need to add you will need to add a level one blood bond to Evangeline to your sheet because you drank her blood. Oh no. Oh no. Yep, still not a cult. You drink you drink someone's blood and become bonded to them, and it's definitely not a cult. So you won't be able to hurt her, uh, and there's certain other things if they come up. Yeah. So you have an excellent time. Alex is also having a good time in another room. A very, very good time. We'll save those details for another time. So after a pleasurable time with Evangeline, she takes you, Rom, to another room. This one's more office-y. It's still very comfortable, and there's some low music playing, and she pours some fine vintage into a glass for you. She says, now we can talk business. But you must remember, Rob, whenever you come to talk business with the Nephilim, always pleasure first. Understood. So, I think we can do this part, just the two of us. Alex said you have your yacht that you would be willing to make available? I do. I will make available to you. Uh, you know what? I think I found a name for the boat. Do tell. I think, I think we'll name it Michael. Just Michael? Surely something as beautiful and as pleasurable as this boat of yours deserves something more descriptive. Spear of Michael? Oh my. I like how you think. Very well. So, what arrangements should we come to this evening? Well, we need to keep the ship maintained and stocked and exchange for that and most of my operations are below the decks so oh I'll say they are <laughs> but we have ample room to host events and the best part is we can take the ship outside of the range of anyone who might have a problem with whatever events are going on Marvelous. Well, you will have to set up some of the rooms in a uh, particular style. I'm sure you're aware many of us, including your friend Alex, have some proclivities we like to indulge. There will need to be rooms for this. Oh, yeah. No, there's... We, there's plenty of rooms. We could definitely get some mounting points installed in there. The great thing is that it's a steel hull, so you don't have to worry about like breaking anything. Mm, wonderful. So I will give you some specifics for you to arrange room-wise for us. And what sort of payment do you expect in return? Uh... It would have to either be in goods or, unfortunately, in plain old American dollars. Because, unfortunately, some of our vendors, that's all they take. She sniffs. Human things. Money. I know. Very well. Well, I do have some contacts I can arrange for your vendors. I can have them supply you with things. I hear you have, uh, as we do, ghouls to take care of. Absolutely. I will send you a contact list of vendors who will provide you with such things as food. And she leans in and she sniffs. Uh, weed. 
I believe. <laughs> All right. Accurate. Rude. But yeah. Hmm. I can see that uh, your new membership in the family of Michael will benefit us both. And she trails a finger along your face in many ways. Well, in that case, congratulations on having a stake in the Spear of Michael. Mm. Oh, yes. And she smiles and leans in with her sharp fangs. And that is where we will leave tonight's episode. Thank you for joining us and... Thank you again to Tegan and to Tiffany for some very interesting adventures for Alex and Rom. I'm sure this will have no repercussions whatsoever on season two. So I hope you will join us again next time for our next interlude. Thank you and good night. If you're in business, you probably have a website, but can your site handle your growth? How many visitors before your site slows down or crashes? What about storage and data security? From web hosting to virtual servers, Pair Networks provides the online infrastructure you need to start, grow, and flourish. When it comes to security and updates, don't worry, we've got you covered. Our 24-7 U.S.-based customer support is the best in the industry. No frustrating chatbots are sitting on hold for hours. Check out Pair.com today to learn more. That's P-A-I-R dot com.